How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you on Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. I am joined, as always, for another NFL season preview by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, the AFC East today. I, I'll be honest, I think this is one of the most intriguing divisions to watch all year long. I I feel like it's pretty similar to – it's hard to compare sports, but it's pretty similar to the NL East in baseball, in my opinion. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I definitely think it is an interesting division. You know, you got the young Jets team that's trying to surge a little bit here, made a lot of offseason moves. You've got – They're the, the Marlins. Patri- yeah, you got the Patriots who are always hanging around and whatnot. You got the Bills. And the Phillies. Yeah, <laughs> you got the Bills who are stacked up with elite talent and have arguably the best quarterback in the whole league, Super Bowl contenders. The and then you have the um, you have the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins who are definitely and a scrappy the, and they're team. They're the Braves this year. Ooh, see, I'd flip flop the Met, the Mets and the Dolphins, but I mean, or the I'd make the Mets, the Dolphins, and the Braves, but I mean the Bills. But I, that's a conversation for a whole other day. But anyway. Let's get down to it here, Ben. We'll start things out with the previous year's division winner. That is the Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo coming into the season, guys, does have some overturn. Brian Dayball is not there anymore. Is Dayball is now um, with the San or with the almost said San Francisco. He's now with the New York Giants as their head coach. They do bring in a new offensive coordinator. Um, their new offensive coordinator is. Um, Ken Dorsey, who comes over now for for them, more of a run first guy. And then on top of that, guys, the Bills don't have too many big roster moves besides the fact they gave the bag to Von Miller and brought him in. Um, Cole Beasley's no longer with this team. They Isaiah McKenzie now will be their full-time slot receiver. They did bring in Jamison Crowder, though, as a nice little free agent signing. They drafted James Cook in the second round. Um I have a nasty defensive defensive line at this point in time. Ben, it's pretty much – or Kair Elam was also their first-round pick. He is a um, corner from Florida who's kind of a beast. Um, ben, what do you think about this Bills team headed into this upcoming season? They are the current odds-on Super Bowl favorites. Don't they also have Joe Brady as, like, an offensive analyst? Yeah, he's a, he's a QB's coach. QB's coach? I mean, I mm-hmm. think that's, that's certainly interesting. I know you – I know you love some uh, Joe Brady when, I do. when he's involved in an offense. So, um, I, I mean, yeah, they're probably Super Bowl favorites for a reason. Uh, their roster is, is really, really good. I'd be interesting to see if they're – and it's interesting. I'm only really bringing this up because Von Miller was doing his recruiting. But getting OBJ on this roster wouldn't hurt this team at all. So, that'd be – it's almost one of those, like, do you need him? No, but can he help you? Yes. And do you want him just to steal him from so other teams can't get him? I think that would be kind of one of those interesting moves. Um, I, I would put Josh Allen as – I'd probably have him as the number one quarterback in football coming into this year. I think he's just unbelievable in everything he does. In terms of, like, I think the theme for me on this podcast just kind of goes through strengths, strengths and weaknesses of each team. So, obviously, the, the strength is – the quarterback and the offensive firepower that this team has. You have Josh Allen, you have Stefan Diggs, who's an elite receiver in this league, and you have really good backup wide receiver options. And Jamison Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie is really good yards after the catch. And don't they have Gabriel Davis still? Yeah, they still have Gabe Davis. Yeah, so those are three really good, three good, you know, two, three, four receivers 
Gabriel Davis huge in the game against last year. Um, defensively, I mean, this team still has their big names. I mean, they're, they're still good defense. It's just I think their weakness is like it's their offensive line and, and lack of running game. Now, hopefully, James Cook can help them out in the running game. Single Terry has been just okay, I would say, since being drafted at a FAU. Their offensive line, it, it might be bad, but Josh Allen can make them look better because he can just get out of the pocket. But with a running quarterback, he, unless it's a design run, I'd like to see Josh Allen take a little bit less hits and, and not have to escape out of the pocket as much. But other than that, they have a great coach, great quarterback, great weapons, and a good defense, and a really good home field advantage, obviously. So, you know, obviously yeah. expecting big things out of the Bills this year, and, and I don't even think it's a question for them to win this division. What are the odds go from again? Yeah, so I sent Ben earlier. The odds went from minus 185 to minus 225 on the Bills to win the division. I'd say they will definitely end up winning this division. Um, Ben, let's talk a little bit about what you said, though, about this team not being good at running the ball. They were 30th, so there's 32 teams in the NFL. They were ranked 30th in success on running the ball in early downs. Sean McDermott stressed last year that he wanted to run the football more. I don't know if you remember or not, there's a couple times where he call, did call out offensive coordinator Brian Dayball saying he didn't like his game plan. Dayball probably to left regardless of what happened. But Ken Dorsey was their passing game coordinator last year as he got promoted. They will try to run the ball more. Also, too, in quotes from the from Coach McDermott in the offseason, he said he wants to run the ball more but wants Josh Allen to run the ball less, which, I mean – is smart, but you all already know in big games, Josh Allen's going to be toting that rock just like he did for Short that yardage. huge ru- touchdown run like he had against the Patriots in the playoffs last year. Um, another thing is, too, they're going to try to throw the ball short more. Josh Allen, though, is 106 passer rating on throws over 10 yards and 92 on throws less than 10 yards. The Bills, I think that they're going to try to be a little more conservative with the ball, but at the end of the day, if it's not working out, Dorsey's going to air the ball out a little bit. I think really, though, what they want to do is control the ball a little bit more, which is smart, and they want Josh Allen to not put his neck on the line as much in regular season games because, I mean, this guy's a game changer. Like Ben said, he's arguably the best quarterback in the entire NFL. It'd be between him and Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion. So, I mean – Extending his career is a big-time goal. On the flip side of things, on the other side of the ball, look, the Bills had a very easy schedule last year. The Bills played the easiest schedule of QBs, and they played five backup QBs or third-string backup QBs. That's not going to happen again this year, but I will say this. I don't think any of that matters. I'll look at this defense. Gregory Rousseau, Ed Oliver. They got Boogie Basham as a sub-in guy. They got A.J. Espinosa. A.J. Espinosa and Boogie Basham are your backup pass rushers to Greg Rousseau and Vaughn Miller. That is nasty. Then not to mention you, Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones. This defensive line is going to be absolutely filthy, and they're going to be blowing teams up in the middle. I mean, linebacker side of things, they have still have Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Kinnear Elam. I mean, I think this defense is absolutely stacked. I mean, at the end of the day, you can say that their numbers were so good because they played against easy defenses. Sure, the Bills might not have as good of a record. We know for a fact this team is going to win the division and go to the playoffs. We've seen what matters most in the Super Bowl. Rushing the passer is what matters in the Super Bowl. The Bills have the pass rushing. The Bills have the superstar QB. They have the wide receivers with Diggs, Gabe Davis, all the guys you named off, Ben. They can get that run run game mixed in there a little bit. This team's going to be scary. You know, if they could have ran the ball in, in that game against the Chiefs in the sh- high-scoring crazy shootout, they'll be the craziest last couple of minutes of football. Who knows what would have happened and what we'd be talking about. The Bills might be the defending Super Bowl champions here. So, I love this Bills team, and I think they only got better, and they're just building for a huge season this year. 
Um, let's keep things moving here. Let's talk about the other team from this division that made the playoffs. That would be the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots do, will no longer have offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as he is now the head coach of the of the uh, Los Angeles Raiders. Their offensive coordinator, it looks like, is me, Matt Patricia. He used to be a defensive coordinator, which really doesn't make any sense to me to begin with. Mac Jones is back in his second year. Damian Harris from Andre Stevenson. James White, who it feels like has been there for a million years. They completely clean house almost in the wider, or I wouldn't say clean house, but they bring in some new face in the wide receiver room as they bring in uh, Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker. They still have Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, and Nelson Aguilar. And then they still have Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. They lost both their guards as now that is um, their guards from last year. Um, that, that left the team would be um, Isaiah Shaq, Wynn and Shaq Mason. Yeah, Shaq Mason. Those are the two that left the team for, or sorry, not Isaiah Wynn. It's Shaq Mason and um, the other, whatever, the other guys, oh, uh, Michael Owanu. Those are the two gar- offensive linemen that they are missing. Now, instead, they bring in Cole Strange, who's adding on this offensive line. Um, defensively as well, there's a ton of overturn on this defense. They lose lose their linebacking core. Um, they lose they lose J.C. Jackson, who led the NFL in interceptions. Or if he didn't lead the interceptions, he was top three in the league in interceptions. I can't remember which one it was. But look, Ben, Jamie Collins is no longer on this defense. Kyle Van Oy is no longer on this defense. Boom Tower is no longer on this defense. They still do have Matthew Judon, who, I mean, is obviously very good at getting after the quarterback, but he is horrible in pass coverage. Look, I think this Patriots defense is bad, straight up. This Patriots defense um with these linebackers these guys are huge these guys are on the heavier side of linebackers they also brought in one of your Alabama boys Mac Wilson I mean he's on the heavier side of linebackers I just feel like that they're losing some of the better coverage linebackers in the league and I mean coverage linebackers are massive in a pass heavy league now and they don't have that anymore I don't like that for the defense and then losing I mean Devin McCourty's like 36 years old he's 35 or 36 years old now you don't have JC Jackson anymore I think this Patriots defense is going to see massive regression as they played an extremely easy schedule last year and on top of all of that they only beat two teams with a winning record last year two teams with a winning record last year that is not good I think this offense is going to have struggles as they've said they want to go more up tempo in the offensive game. They want to play fast, which is something they've never done. Mac Jones said he's frustrated with how long it took for them to get things set up last year. They want to play fast. I think this Patriots team is going to miss the playoffs ultimately, but I think eight or nine wins is probably what this team is going to end up getting to. Actually, I'm going to put them in that seven to nine range. They're going to be one of those teams, you know what I mean, that hovers basically around 500. I mean, I'm not saying this team's going to be bad, but Belichick knows what he's doing, but at the same time, I just think this team is going to regress a lot. I mean, you only beat two teams with winning records from the year before, and they got absolutely embarrassed by Buffalo in that playoff game. Patriots regression is coming. Yeah. Um I mean, it's the most interesting part to me is I don't like what they're doing on offense. Uh, you have obviously a defensive minded head coach, but Bill Belichick's been around the game forever. Um, and Matt Patricia really running an offense. I, I, I'd like to see how this goes in like in game adjustments. Are you relying on a second year quarterback to make them themselves? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'm interested to see it because I think Matt Jones had a really good rookie season. I think they have a you know running back by committee that's pretty effective. Their offensive line is is still pretty solid. I would say, I'd say it's a good offensive line. I, I was actually just reading they um, they let me find it again. It was their no offensive line allowed fewer pressures than the Patriots in twenty twenty one. 
Obviously, they lose a couple guys. They're adding Cole Strange as a rookie, but David Andrews anchoring this offensive line at the center position. He's been a stud for so long, other than the year or two that he missed for injuries. Um, listen, I still trust Mac Jones. I think it's good that that the Patriots have pretty good depth at the wide receiver position now. Um, I'm interested to see what Devontae Parker can come in or come in and do. They've whiffed on a lot of receivers, but I think that they have depth at that position now. You but pretty much said everything is- though. But does depth matter when all your guys are below average? I mean, Devontae Parker was like the worst separation wide receiver in the league last season. Yeah, but before last year, they had no talent and no depth. So they agreed in that category. I mean, some of these guys are going to hit in, in a game or two. They're not all going to suck. So, Fair. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I think they have an interesting offense. I, I would still rely on the run game if I was them and let Mac do his thing in the play-action game. I wouldn't say he's like down the field passer <laughs> Um, but listen, he's going to make good decisions. He's going to keep his turnovers down. They, they can always run the football. And I think the defense is just going to be interesting. I don't really disagree with anything you said on defense, but I'm not going to argue with like what the Patriots way is. They don't typically pay a corner very often. So them getting rid of JC Jackson doesn't really shock that many Patriots fans. It's just, they need someone else to step up. We'll see if someone else can do it. It's interesting. I, I, Still, I, I I can't really explain why, as I'm kind of struggling to to say their strengths here. But I still think they can come in second in this division. I really do. Even though the Dolphins have had very good success against the Patriots in recent years. Yeah, the Dolphins had had very good success against the Patriots in recent years. I actually have the Patriots finishing third in this division. Um, let's talk about the Dolphins. Um, Miami Dolphins gearing up for a big season. Um, they bring in new head coach Mike McDaniel. They did keep their defensive coordinator, McDaniel. Kyle Shanahan called him the smartest coach he's ever worked with. Um, on top of that, they basically bring back Jalen Waddell in a new t- wide receiver room as they say goodbye to Devontae Parker. They say goodbye to, I can't remember who they're up there, they're Albert Wilson. As now they bring in Cedric Wilson, comes over from the Cowboys, and they add Tyreek Hill to go in there with Jalen Waddell. They still have Mike Jacevki. They bring him. Um, Teron Armstead as well to play left tackle, even though Tua is left-handed, so that's technically like a right tackle for him. Defensively, they're still stacked up. Byron Jones, Javian Howard, um, Xavier Howard as well, Jalen Phillips, Jerome Baker. Um, defense on the defensive line, they're nasty too. Christian Wilkins, Raquan Davis, Emmanuel Ogba, Melvin Ingram comes in as well. Ben, what do you think about this team? The weapons are certainly there for Tua. Um, and listen, bringing in Armstead helps. They brought in Connor Williams as well. Uh, but, but they let, I mean, they, Miami's line gave up a league leading 235 pressures this year, which was seven more than Cincinnati's line did. And that's including all of their Super Bowl run, which the Dolphins didn't have those extra games because they didn't play in the playoffs. So listen, it, it's pretty simple. You don't protect Tua, you don't get the offensive production that you can get out of these weapons. You protect Tua. You get the ball to Tyreek Hill, Mike Gusecki, and Jalen Waddle, and let those three do their thing. So it's very, it's a very simple formula on how the Dolphins can win their games this year. Their defense should be very, very good. They still have some of the highest paid corners in the defensive line, should be able to get to the quarterback. I think they're going to be tough to run on at that defensive line. I know that their edge rushers are probably a little bit more of uh, the pass rushing type. Melvin Ingram is definitely more of a pass rusher than he is a rush stopper, but with Christian Wilkins and Raekwon Davis up in the middle, I don't think it's going to be very easy to run on them. 
it's just interesting. The only weakness that I think for them is like when you're going up against Bill Belichick is he can still out, he can still out coach anyone in the league. Yep. Um, with Mike McDaniel being his first year coaching, he can be as analytical and as Harvard smart or wherever he went as he wants, but lining him up on the football field and out coaching Bill Belichick is not easy. The adjustments will have to be made. Listen, it all comes down to Tua. It's that simple. Can he play well? Can he stay healthy? He certainly looks unbelievable in training camp. That doesn't really mean anything to me, but it's worth mentioning. Listen, bringing in Tyreek Hill ain't going to hurt any team as long as he's on the field. So him and Jalen Waddell, um, good luck to safeties trying to help their opposing team's cornerbacks out because these two can fly on a football field. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think this defense is going to be filthy next year as the Dolphins did blitz a ton last year. In fact, they blitzed the second most of any team in the entire NFL last year. I mean, Ben, like you said, man, this wide receiver room is absolutely stacked up now. I mean, look what it was last year. Tua was the most accurate quarterback while in the in the NFL on throws inside 10 yards while he was throwing into the most traffic. Don't ask me how they measure that, but that's what they measured him out to be. So I think this just bodes well for Tua. I mean, imagine him throwing. If he throws a bunch of slants, imagine him throwing these slants to Jalen Waddell or Tyreek Hill. He's two freaks of nature now. Um, the, he technically had two offensive coordinators last year and he had one obviously in his rookie year. So this is going to be basically his fourth offensive coordinator in three years. But I think Mike McDaniel's the right guy for him. I really think Brian Flores was a great coach X's and O's wise, but I think he did a lot of stupid things like how he shuffled around his offensive coordinators, how he didn't trust or like Tua that much. I think he did a lot of things to shoot himself in the foot. I think Mike McDaniel's going to come in here and make a good team better and I think he does that by buying into Tua and helping him out. They do have Teddy Bridgewater as the backup here, but I think Mike McDaniel knows that he only goes as far as he can with his quarterback buying in. He knows he has all the weapons and everything. He's going to put Tua in the positions to succeed here. I also think he's going to get things going a lot for them on the ground game. Um, Chase Edmonds, they did bring him in to be the running back. They also brought in Raheem Mostert as well. Or Raheem Mostert was already here. But they have those Gaskin's still there, isn't it? Yeah, they have Sony Michelle and Miles Gaskin. It's actually crazy. Miles Gaskin right now is listed fourth on their depth chart. He was their starting running back last year. But I think that they put Tua in the ultimate situation to succeed. It's not like Mike Jasecki Jus, uh, is some scrub either. I think Tua is going to thrive in this offense and make a lot of big plays, Ben. I like this Dolphins team a lot this season. I could see them making it as a wild card this upcoming season in the playoffs. I mean, Ben. Me and you have been pro two all this time. I think two is going to back his play up here and get it done. I mean, what's it's hard to evaluate a quarterback when he doesn't have many weapons around him and he doesn't have a good offensive line. I don't know, like, what? how do you evaluate a quarterback in that situation, right? So it's like, yeah, his poor play, he's got some poor throws, poor decision-making. It's a lot tougher when you don't have that much time to throw the football. And when you do throw the football, it's not a guarantee your your uh your teammates help you out. I mean, Jakeem Grant, who obviously is I'm not height shaming. I, I I don't have the height to do that, but a smaller type of receiver, he couldn't catch the ball every time he went deep last year. Devontae Parkey, like you said, couldn't create much separation in those years. Um, who was the receiver? They had uh, Albert Wilson and Mac Hollins were their next two receivers. Yeah, and like Jacecki's, I think Jacecki is a really good tight end. He's not in the top four, but he's in that next group of really good tight ends. The tight ends in this league are ridiculous, by the way. Um, so I mean, it's it might be a make or break a year. It may not be fair to Tua for only have one year of like a tryout, but you have the weapons and you need to show up. So it's it 
I think it probably is a make or break a year. I think the Dolphins do stick around with him for another year past this one, but you got to show the fan base that you're doing something. And like I said, boy, in training camp, is he really showing out for them? Yeah. Plus, I mean, remember what happened last year? The Dolphins started out the season one and seven. They actually won their first game and then they lost. I mean, this is just crazy. Then they lost from week two through through eight. They did not win a game. Seven game losing streak. Then they rattled off off uh, eight in a row, and then they lost one, and then won again. So I mean, they won one or they won eight out of their last nine games. They had a seven game win streak and a seven game losing streak in the same season. I don't even know how that's possible, but that's what the Dolphins did this last season. I think the Dolphins are going to start out hot and with a sense of urgency this year. I think Miami is a potential playoff team. I don't think they can rival the, the Bills to win this division. Um, last I, team, what are you about to say? I think, if, I think if they, I think if they don't make the playoffs, I think if they don't make the playoffs, it's pretty similar to like what happened to the Chargers last year. In the fourth quarter, some bad coaching mistakes. The talent's all there. And the Chargers had all the talent in the world as well, but their coach held them back. Yeah, no, I am with you 100% on that one, Ben. Um, let's keep things moving here now, and let's talk about the last team on the list here. We have the New York Jets. Um, we have the uh, the real mother effer playing quarterback over here. As we have Zach Wilson coming in here for his second year at quarterback. Um, Brees Hall is their, one of their – I think he was their second-round pick. He's out of Iowa State. They still have Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman as well. Um, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and first-round pick Garrett Wilson will join Denzel Mims and Braxton Berrios in this receiving core. C.J. Uzama comes over from the Bengals. Um, they bring in George Fant with their first-round pick. Um, they unfortunately today took a huge blow, losing offensive tackle. Um, why am I drawing blank on his name? Um, Makai Becton. Yeah, Makai Becton broke his kneecap today in training camp. Sounds absolutely brutal. On the flip side of things, Carl Lawson will be back from injury. Sheldon Rankins, Quinnen Williams, John Franklin Myers are their starting linemen. Look for also first-round pick Jermaine Johnson to potentially hop in there at some point and see some time. C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams are the linebacking core and safeties. They have another first-round pick. They have three first-round picks. Sauce Gardner, they have my FSU boy, LaMarcus Joyner, Jordan Whitehead, D.J. Reed. So they bring in some guys here with a lot of potential. Look. The AFC is too stacked, Ben. The Jets just play mm-hmm. in the AFC, and it is too freaking stacked for them to have a lot of success. I like this Jets roster. I don't think Zach yeah. Wilson's that guy quarterback, but, I mean, Brees Hall, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, he has a ton of playmakers there. I mean, it seems like they've used their assets. They have a good defensive line. They have Sauce Gardner. I mean, the guy didn't give him a freaking touchdown pass on him in all of college football. That doesn't happen too often. I think they've done a good job of building a good roster. I think that um, that Joe Douglas and um, – what's the head coach's name again? Um, Robert, Robert Sala. Sala. Yeah, Robert Sala have the um, roster around them to succeed here. I just think Zach Wilson is going to be the guy that's going to hold them back. I would love to see Zach Wilson do well, but – I just don't see it, man. I never thought he was a high-level NFL quarterback, and I don't think he's going to be one. I think the Jets will win about six games this year, which will be better than the last couple of years I've had. I don't think this team sniffs the playoffs, though. I think they have a roster to succeed because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I do think they have a great roster to continue to build on, and like they're not far away, I don't think. But I think would... it, We'll just think about it this way. If you could replace Zach Wilson with Jimmy Garoppolo, do you think this is a playoff team? I think it's borderline. I think the AFC is still so good. I still think they're the fourth place team in this division, even with Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, 
But I don't think they're a bad team if they have like a Jimmy Garoppolo or if Zach Wilson plays well. But like, I mean, I'll give Zach Wilson the same treatment. He didn't have a ton of weapons last year. It's hard to grade him. He was a rookie quarterback. He got pressured a lot. Um, I would give the Jets offseason an A+. And I wouldn't even – I mean, that's the easiest A-plus to give out to me. Bringing in a tight end who was very good for the Bengals and just played in the Super Bowl, bringing, uh, drafting Garrett Wilson to go along with the other receivers that you named. Brees Hall, you and I both loved him at Iowa State. I think he's a dynamic runner to go along with um, – not Ted Coleman, who's the other one? Michael Carter. Uh, yep. I think that gives you – I think that gives you a, two good running backs to work off with. You now have three good receivers plus a tight end to work with. It's just can Zach Wilson make plays? I think their defensive line is also nasty. Um, I'm a little biased because my boy Corden Williams is on there. I don't know. What, I don't really want to say my boy because you know the gun charge. Yeah, but he's he's an Alabama product that is a stud in the NFL. Quentin Williams. Would keep it PC. CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley still there, and I've seen some videos of Sauce Gardner guarding all of their receivers in practice, and he ain't giving much. So. Listen, I'd love to see Darrell Reeves and Akis to give some, some points to the rookie heading in the right direction. I think they're just a couple years away, and the couple years just depends on how much does Zach Wilson progress, how much better or worse or the same does he look. If he looks about the same or worse, then I think they start to look for a new quarterback after next season. So it, you got to have a quarterback to win in this league. The AFC is very tough. I don't think they're that far away from – from becoming the second or third best team in this division. I think they're building a great roster. Yeah, I think they built a great roster. They put Zach Wilson in the best possible position to succeed. It sucks Mekhi Becton couldn't stay healthy. I think that he would have been a huge upgrade for him. Ultimately, though, Jets are definitely coming in last place of the division. Ben, give them to me. Rank them one through four here. It's also back-to-back years from Mekhi Becton hurt. Yep. You know that, yeah. So I'm gonna go Bills, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. I have three teams making the playoffs. Wow, you're saying the Patriots and the Dolphins make the playoffs? Yeah. Okay, I, I like it. Got, I still got still got faith in Bill Belichick. Fair enough. I'm going Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. I have the Bills in the playoffs for sure. I. I think I'm going to have the Dolphins as one of my wild cards, but I haven't made my mind up just yet. I got them knocking on the door, though. Ben, anything else from you, man, before we get up out of here? If the Dolphins don't make the playoffs, what do you think it comes down to? You think it's inconsistent play from Tua? <sighs> or injured? I can't predict injuries, but. I think it's the AFC being absolutely stacked up, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go ahead with the easy out excuse here. And say it depends on – is it just going to go with the AFC being absolutely stacked up? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you still got the Ravens, still got the Steelers, still got the Browns, you still got the Patriots, you still got the Chargers, you still got the Chiefs. You have the entire AFC West. And then you only – and you even have the Titans too, all competing yeah. for that wild card spot. So, I mean, it is just so stacked up. That's what I would contribute it to. I think if his Dolphins team was in the NFC, I would have said their their surefire wild card wouldn't even have thought twice about it. And honestly, I think they could win some of the divisions in the AFC, in the NFC too. So, I mean, I think this Dolphins team's a damn good team. That's how much I like this team. So, um, well, anyway, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in this podcast. We will be back recording again tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to run through the Big Ten. 
And then next week, guys, we're going to have another NFL division. Probably we'll get to the, we'll probably be on the North divisions. And then after we do that, we're going to have the SEC. And then the following week is going to be our college football season, like our full season preview. And then also on top of that, we'll have a pick spot as well because it'll be college football week zero. So we're getting that close, guys, to football being back. But anyway, we appreciate everyone who tuned in and we'll talk to you all again soon.